0: Thank you for your time. This is Juan Padro, uh, Culinary Creative. How are you, Juan?
1: I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm
0: real well. And, and innovation, hard work, and time, those three things uh, were, were labeled by uh, uh, Alan Janay there from CBS4. Those are all things that uh, you do on a daily basis, Right. Well, certainly, people within my group—they're uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot smarter than I am. So, <laughs> but yes. You, well, you—you're always very modest and humble. The news piece: successful Colorado restaurant owners see opportunity amid coronavirus pandemic. This last week's been an interesting week. One, we've had—and um, uh, let's face it—we've had uh, folks in the bar business that they—they lose—they want to pull out their hair. When the 10 p.m. and now 11 p.m. last call and they talk to you about it, they say, why are they talking to Juan about it? I'm losing my mind. My business is late-night business. Juan doesn't have any late-night business, and they're talking to Juan about this uh, late-night business. It's a tough thing. Um, any reaction to that at all? When, when And I'll go directly, the Mark Burzins of the world and, the, and Chris Fusilates, who – uh go berserk when they hear that uh you know why are why are they going to Juan? He doesn't have late night business. Yeah, I mean I don't blame them. I mean those are really smart guys and really good guys and
2: and uh and and they have to protect their business interest and and uh you know I certainly empathize with uh with where they're at um you know it does in fact, in fact, our business, um, you know, we, on the weekends, for example, you know, mm-hmm. most of the restaurants are, you know, have people in until midnight and, um, and uh, you know, the Tappenburgers, um, you know, our sports bars. So, um, you know, depending on the event, like for example, if there's like a UFC event or something like that, that stuff can go well past midnight. And so it doesn't affect us maybe um, on a daily basis, basis as much as it might uh, affect Mark in particular, but, um, but uh, you know, it certainly um, has, has, uh, has some effect.
0: When um, kind of control what you can control, and this is what I've seen your actions to be. I don't know necessarily if it's your motto or you really even openly say that, but I've seen you control what you can control through this outbreak, and, and with that had innovation came Do you consider yourself a successful Colorado restaurant owner right now where nobody really wants to stand out as being successful right now? Are you seeing success? And do you mind having that moniker on you? I mean, I haven't really thought
2: about that. Um, I think um, if if what you're alluding to is, is that something to be embarrassed about? Um, You know, probably not. Um, I think anybody that is navigating this and is still open uh, deserves that label um, because it's a tough time. And, and I think that um, it does take a, a certain level of uh, work ethic and, um, and, and, and some ingenuity, um, you know, to be able to, um, you know, to, to bring money in and bring guests in and make them feel comfortable. And these are much different times you're operating a different business, but first and foremost, your responsibility has to be to, the folks that work for you so that they can, you know, make an income and take care of their families. And, you know, that's kind of what we're focused on. And, um, you know, if that means somebody's going to call us successful because of that, then, then okay. But, you know, we're certainly not lying in our pockets or, you know, our bank accounts not going, uh, it's not getting more full. That's for sure. (laughs) Hey,
1: this is Brian. Good afternoon. Wanted to ask, don't you think that word success is a little bit confusing just because you might have to close a restaurant doesn't mean you're not still successful. And so I think that there's some confusion in that for people. Would you agree with that or?
2: Yeah. I mean, I I think so. You know, I don't think anybody's saying you don't know what you're doing. If you close due to COVID, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I don't know how many rest, you know, we'll, we'll see what the percentages are, um, right now, you know, um, in Colorado, at least, you know, I'm out on the East coast right now and I was, driving around philly yesterday and i'm up in massachusetts i'm going to be in boston in a couple days and i'll take a look at what's going on there as well but you know denver is in a much different position than 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 those cities um and uh and in particular you know the neighborhoods in denver um you know uh, lohi um and cherry creek i live in cherry creek but but, you know i spend most of my time in lohi and those those two neighborhoods you know the restaurants are um are doing uh, as well as, as imaginable uh, much better than I think anybody anticipated um, to be honest with you during this Um, downtown on the other hand in Denver is, you know, it's a really tough place to be. And I have just such great respect for people like Jen Jasinski and, and Alex Seidel and Frank Bonanno and, 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 you know, all those folks downtown that are operating in that Troy that are operating in that type of environment, because, um, you know, the, the, the downtown's a ghost town, and to be able to continue to operate like that, I mean, that's, I mean, that, it, that's the definition of success, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's hurry up and wait and hang on right now, and especially for a lot of the the good ones, right? Um, how do you ask this question? So we're seeing attrition, and and you know, some would say it's the quickening of maybe. Businesses that should have gone away a little while and it was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, that attrition that we're seeing right now would leave new opportunity. I'm not going to put that question on you, on on, are we seeing the water find its own level with restaurants and some going away. Uh, I don't think that's a fair question, but I do think uh, it was striking as Robert Thompson was on the show, a now Thompson Growth Group formerly Punchbowl Social Saying that it's development ro- mode right now, development mode, not asset management mode. Do you agree with that statement? Uh, no, not entirely. I think it's probably both.
2: I mean, for him, it's development mode um, because he's moved up. But I think if he was still with Punch Bowl, I think he'd probably, you know, say it was a balance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, he's an incredibly prolific entrepreneur, and, and he's a very intelligent guy, and, and you know a guy that many of us, you know, look towards for uh, leadership and, and he's done a great job, but, um, you know, but if you're, um, but you know, if you're, uh, you well, I guess I'll use myself as an example, you know, if you've got Highland Tappenberger and Bardo and Senor bear and Oscar, and they're all open, you're protecting your asset. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that being said, um, you know, I think it'd be crazy not to be keeping a really you know close eye on, on what's happening in the market. And, um, And, you know, I, there's two things there, right? It's not about necessarily capitalizing on uh, the fact that somebody else went out of business. And I know that a lot of people kind of view it that way. Um, For me, you know, I think it's an opportunity to have conversations with, you know, commercial real estate developers and say, hey, you know, how do we, how do we move forward and how do we position restaurants and commercial real estate um, how do we align them and, and how does this look, you know, going down the road as a win-win for, for everybody? Is it an amenity, um, where it's, where commercial real estate looks at how they finance their, uh, their buildings and as part of that building out restaurants and, and, uh, having partnerships from that perspective? Um, do we look at the way leases are structured? Um, you know, which, you know, that's something that we're doing. I mean, you know, signing a triple net lease right now, unless it's an incredible deal, I I think is a really risky proposition, but you know, I think if you, um, you know, can come to an agreement with, um, you know, with a landlord, uh, where you can do a gross lease, you know, where you can keep your occupancy costs below 8% and you can ensure that. So do, you know, a, a percent gross lease, then, you know, I think, I think more, um, more real estate owners are open to those conversations right now. And I think that that is, is something that I, I would recommend that everybody, um, you know, kind of does. And, and, you know, and if you're losing one of your restaurants, you know, or, or, or multiple restaurants, you know, it's not, this this disease doesn't come and take your brain away. Right. It doesn't mean you don't have the intellectual property, the values, in the intellectual property. Right. Um, and I know that there's an emotional attachment, um, you know, especially in, in food and Bev, but, you know, I think that, um, there are going to be opportunities because there's still a ton of building going on in Denver and there will be some second generation and third generation spaces that are coming available. Um, and, uh, you know, you, the, 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 you know, you always look at your basis when you, when, when you, when you do something new and if you can keep your basis low and, sign a really good deal moving forward, uh, and you've got a concept that you believe in that maybe just didn't work because it was in downtown Denver during COVID, um, you know, I think that you probably, um, when uh, the emotions are pulled out of it, um, you know, have have a pretty,
0: pretty incredible opportunity ahead of you. Wow. I just took notes on all of that. (laughs) And that's fantastic. The um, triple net right now to stay away from that, the percent gross lease. 8%, where do you come come with the 8% number? Well,
2: uh, you know, you want your occupant. If you're a a, a sit-down restaurant, your occupancy really needs to be below 8%. Um, And so your occupancy costs are basically just what it costs to operate your business. So that's not just your um, rent and your taxes. It's anything else that that is an expense that, um, uh, uh, for your space. So like for a Tappenberger for example, it, it's all the way down to like the cost of direct TV for us. Right. Um, so that would be the same with somebody like Mark Bersens or Chris or those guys, but you know, your trash removal, your electricity, you know, all that stuff. Um, so if you're looking at it from a percent rent, uh, perspective, you know, you really need that number to be about 6%. Um, because the other stuff should be about 2%. Right. So, um, and that'll get you to that that point. So if you're at 8% occupancy costs or below, you know, and, and you know how to operate, you're going to have a healthy business. Mm.
1: And, your, and your concerns, one, with the triple net, is that just because the occupancy is going to be down and you're going to be
2: sharing a bigger bigger piece of that pie? or Well, you don't have any control over taxes, yeah. you know? And let's be real, right? Whenever we go into... A recession, um, and we have to spend money to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know that money's got to come from somewhere. I know we're just printing it right now, but the the can gets kicked down the road a little bit. Uh So, you know, you tell me what happens when the government needs money. What do they do? Yeah, they raise your taxes. Yeah, they raise your taxes. So, and I'm not I'm not opposed to that, but it shouldn't all fall on the restaurant, you know what i'm saying? So, it should be a shared expense. So, um and and that being said, you know, if there if if the restaurant thrives in a particular um uh in a particular area, then, you know, there's also upside for um the uh the building owner, you know? I think Garden Grace Troy, you know, is a great example of that.
0: Building, uh, am i correct me if i'm wrong? You some of your properties you own, some of them you lease. Am i right? so you 're on both sides yes okay so on on from the landlord 's perspective, and we 're seeing a lot of interesting movement out there, right now, one of them that strikes me is the unique properties listing the um, Esquire theater and and basically probably just to make a move to s- sell it so i don 't have to worry about my tenant at this point um, the The question that i uh, that I want to give you is. So through COVID right now, and as people are looking to either it, uh, landlords to secure their leases or just to continue with their tenants, should they be responsible for any kind of upgrades, whether it be air, air filtration units, anything to help the current tenant to actually operate a business during COVID? Who should incur those costs? I mean, the government. The, the go- government should. Interesting. Interesting.
2: Yeah, that should be... There should be programs that the city and the state have, and I know a lot of cities and states say they're broke, but um, you know it can be a combination of grants and tax credits and, and, and things like that. Or There needs to be some mechanism that comes down from uh, from some government organization because it's the government's responsibility to protect its people.
0: Got it. Um, that's an interesting perspective. That is. That's really so, Juan, as you're moving forward and you're looking, a, a lot of costs, and we're seeing – uh, a lot of operators look to whether it's either a COVID charge, a $2 here, or or build it in. Are you looking at ways to be able to recoup the cost of gloves, the cost of sanitation, the cost of whatever that you're incurring? Are you pass- How are you absorbing that right now, Juan? Uh, we're paying for
2: it right now, um, but we're lobbying real hard behind the scenes for tax credits for that.
0: But nothing you would want to pass along to the customer, the end user? Are you avoiding that? Um, we've talked about it. It hasn't been a priority
2: for us, but um, but I, I, I'm not opposed to that.
0: Do you keep a ledger for all of the costs that are coming through? I mean, could you give me a dollar amount if I said, "Here's how, how much does it cost for you to cover those costs for uh, anything COVID-related?" Um, I think so far we spent
2: about ten grand a store significant
1: yeah Juan, do you think that you're a little bit insulated right now because of the location of your uh, of you know of your which stores all uh, one is not necessarily heavy concentration like like you you look at someone like you know frank panano came out in an interview and was saying you know listen i'm i'm fine i don't feel like i'm gonna have any problem with all 10 of mine concepts i think that's very bold um, because I think that there's always concern. Because how long does this last? But, but much different question for you, Juan is, is: do you think you're insulated? Because you're on these, you're on these fringe areas.
2: Well, I mean, Marin is downtown and not in a in a, in a C plus location downtown. And Bellevue Tappenberger is in an office park in DTC. So um, mm-hmm. I would say that those are definitely uh, not insulated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, no, that's that's
0: what I'm interested. Yeah. Well, the three things that yeah. Frank Bonanno said in that last piece, and I want to just, as, as uh, this is the last one for me, Juan, how, uh, the three things he said, how am I going to get through, how am I going to survive, and what does the other side look like? Is that where your thought process is as we move into quarter four and then the beginning? Of, can you even look at next year right now, Juan? What are the one, two, threes for you right now, Juan? Exactly
2: that. He's 100% correct. I mean, you know, I, th- I feel like we've solved one. Um, you know, so, uh, right now we're looking at, um, what the winter looks like and, you know, we really need to put a little bit more pressure on our elected officials here to tell us what the hell we're able to do. Um, you know, they haven't said anything about a tent program. They haven't, if you want to enclose your patio, are they going to make you put bathrooms in because that's what code says. Um, you know, the city of Denver, you know, I, they're trying, um, you know, they haven't been uh, super easy to work with and, uh, and, you know, that really comes from the top. So, you know, I think um, we need some leadership from, from mayor Hancock. And I think he needs to, to really put the, put his foot down and say, Hey, listen, you know, we need to drop dead date as to when we're going to give these people these answers. And, um, and, and same thing with, with Jared, with governor Polis, um you know uh, the, those guys got to get in, you know on the same page and work together and, and figure out what they're going to offer uh, or what they're going to allow for um and um you know we just we've had a very difficult um time with all this last minute stuff and I'm sure I'm sure Mark and Chris and um probably had some complaints about how long it took to make that announcement to move from 10 to 11 like a lot of other restaurateurs I mean that stuff should never happen um, you know, that's and, and, and those guys know better. They've been in this business, they've been in politics for, for long enough and, and are in business for long enough that this last minute stuff uh, you know, puts unnecessary pressure and unnecessary um, you know, stress uh, on an industry that's already stressed. And um, so you know as much as I admire uh, Governor Polis and, and think that he's doing a good job in many ways, Um, you know, that's one area that he needs to be better at. And same thing with, um, you know, you know, Mayor Hancock, uh, you know, the city, I still don't even have my patio approved for Mr. Rosso. And I'm 11 weeks into this thing, you know, that's inexcusable in my opinion. Mm.
0: Run as an independent Juan, but I'll tell you, give my vote. Juan Padro for president. (laughs) Would you want the job? Would you take that job? Juan? The president job? Yeah
2: uh yep you would if my country wanted me to be president i would take it yes i, I think
0: you'd be a great president my man i'd i'd wonder i if he... mean
2: i mean if you think if you if you think the comedy every day with trump with with trump is is a thing wait till you see if i was in office
0: <laughs> would you have a would you would you have a governor I, I know you like to speak your mind would you hold back a little bit or would you be full on juan padro
2: yeah i'm not too good at holding back <laughs>
0: Uh, tell us a secret, man. We had an interview with a dude. for What was his name from the BMC Investments? Was it BMC Investments? Yes, it was. tell Job? Yeah, tell, Matt us, yeah. Job. tell us a secret, oh. man. He might let something slip. <laughs> tell us a secret,
2: Juan.
1: I know where he's going on this one. You
2: know, you'd have to ask, Matt. You know, he's the he's 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 the big man on campus. Uh, that guy's uh, I don't know if you was he in was he in studio or was it a Zoom call?
0: He was in the palatial office in Cherry Creek with the backdrop there. But uh, what an accomplished guy. Oh, is he, that right? He, yeah, he's a, he's,
2: a, he's a terrific human being. Um, he's somebody that I admire greatly. And, um, you know, we've become friends over the years. We're both uh, from Massachusetts. And so we have that connection um and uh and you know what he's done in cherry creek uh i think is unprecedented um i there's not you know the city of denver is lucky to have a guy like that um and you know a a lot of the development in cherry creek is is beautiful and expensive but he also has a really 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 good feel for um you know what success looks like and it's not all necessarily tied to just profitability and it's tied to soul and community and um, and lifting people up and being inclusive and 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 those are our those are my conversations with Matt and um, and uh, and he's been very open to those and to, to have somebody in in his position and, and his stature and You know, sit down and take the time to listen, and and want to be part of that process. I think is, uh, you know, I think I think is an incredible thing. And 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 like I said, I mean, the city of Denver is a a much better place because Matt Joblin lives there.
0: I agree. I mean, from a native Cherry Creekian that I am, uh, kudos to him Mm -hmm. and just the uh, philanthropic work that he does. That 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 instituting kind of its Cherry Creek's own stimulus package through him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right? I well, mean, like he cares about the business, but it, I think it's other interesting leaders need to do that. Well, when
1: Juan, when you got into this, don't you think the restaurant industry's changed a lot? Because guys, you know, guys like him and guys, you know, like we were just talking with Robert, and he's got the Thompson growth group. You've got big money coming into the restaurant and entertainment that wasn't necessarily a a big thing, was it, when you got into this industry, right?
2: Um, no, you know, look, the food network and things like that, you know, kind of changed things. And, you know, then restaurants kind of became like independent films and, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a cool thing to throw some money at just to say you have, you were part of it. And I think that's, you know, somewhat still the case with, you know, some of the higher end uh, restaurants, you know, you don't, you don't invest in a, in a, you know, a fine dine restaurant because you want to make a huge return. That's for sure. Well, it's interesting, um, Juan, because
0: his, his properties, the loss leader is a restaurant in him, right? If you look at Matsuhisa and Still Creek development, you look at the, what he did over there with Departure and that development as well. He's, he's coupled in the restaurant concepts into his buildings, right? So that needs to be brought in and addressed and nurtured and loved.
2: Yeah. And it, you know, when you, when you talk about lost leaders and things like that, I mean, I think you need to take a little bit more of a holistic view on that and, and understand the amenity and the value that a restaurant brings to the community. And, um, you know, it, it not only feeds a community, but it's a gathering place. And, and, uh, and, and it's something that, you know, really, um, when you live somewhere, you know, people, people have, they demand uh, a certain quality and, and, and Matt sees that. And, you know, I think that, for a long time, he felt like he needed to go out of state and and bring um, you know uh, concepts like quality Italian and Bill Bouquet and Matiasa in, and uh, I think he's got a comfort level with what's going on in Denver right now, and and, um, and I think that uh, he's looking to uh, leverage the incredible resources that uh, that Denver can provide and. Uh, and really uh, lift up the restaurant community here.
0: I like the reset on the loss leader comment of the holistic approach. I I couldn't agree with you more. I'm not going to say you're, you're not going to do something in Cherry Creek, Juan, but I'm not going to say you're not going to do something in Cherry Creek. And I'm just going to say I hope you do something in Cherry Creek, Juan. There you go. I will tell I have a serious question
2: Matt's got to pay for it
0: (laughs) Juan this is Jay here I have a serious question for you Um, I know you guys were talking about some other stuff just now but um, what do you think about Tom Brady playing in Florida well I mean I'm
2: 46 and the warm weather does me uh, justice so I don't you know he's old and he's been hit a lot so I think he needs to go down and play in some warm weather and and, you know he's got tb uh, 12, uh, his nutritional supplement uh, 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 brand, and and uh, and I think he wants to prove that those supplements work, and, and what better way to do that than go work under Bruce Arians, who's going to let you throw the ball 40 times a game to guys like Mike Evans and Godwin and Gronk and, and all these running backs, and he's got every weapon under the sun down there, so I, I, I suspect he's going to put up some big numbers, and I suspect a lot of people are going to be buying his supplements that are in their 40s uh, to make them feel like Tom.
0: <laughs> wow, great. Hey, I hey, so thought about who, that. Who's huh? going to have a better record this year, the Patriots or the Bucks?
2: Um, Sorry. I would say they're going to be about the same. I, 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 I think that, you know... The, the Patriots had a, a fair amount of people that opted out, um, due to due to COVID and some pre-existing conditions and things like that, their right tackle and their star linebacker, Dante Hightower, uh, Patrick Chung, they're, they're all world safety there. Um, but you know, they're deep in the secondary, so I'm not overly concerned about that one, but, uh, the linebacker situation is, is, is a little bit, uh, scary. It's going to be a lot of young guys and, and it's cool to see them. have an opportunity, um, you know, if Cam Newton is healthy, uh, they can win 12 games, I think. Um, but they have a really brutal schedule. Um, and, uh, you know, so, uh, my expectation is, uh, you know, is 11 for the Patriots. And then when I look at what's going on in um, in Tampa, um, with, you know, I think, I think it's going to be, you know, Tom typically settles into his seasons and stuff like that. So I, I would expect a two and two start and, I think those guys will probably end up around 11 and five as well. So uh, if I have to answer the question, you know, uh, I've told people for 20 years, you're an idiot to bet against Tom Brady. So um, I'm not going to be betting against Tom Brady. He's made a lot
0: of money for people. That's for sure. Speaking of just betting, what do you think of legalized gambling or legalized sports betting in Colorado? You like it?
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it goes on, right? I mean, It's like legalizing cannabis because nobody smokes weed, right? Um, So it's, you know, I mean, it's one of those things that, um, you know, when you allow an NFL team to make Vegas home, I mean, that's a pretty loud statement that gambling is is part of the future. Um, And the only way that something like as controversial as gambling becomes part of the future uh, in a sports league uh, is because it makes more money than you can say no to so um, if it's bringing in tax revenue and, and that tax revenue is used properly uh, to help our schools and help our homeless situation and and uh, lower some tax the tax burden on some of the citizens then i'm all for it
0: you're in philly right now
2: i'm in massachusetts i drove from philly to massachusetts in three and a half hours today <laughs> that, and if you're
0: not going 90 bumper to bumper they'll run you off the damn road are you well in, there was
2: no bumper to bumper you know it was it was, it was open roads was so. it really was oh, it? Was that right. a good time yeah, yeah i was like driving yeah. through iowa
0: are you going are you going yeah, was, to uh boston where are you where's uh where are you right now
2: uh i'm at the house i grew up in uh built in 1842 you can kind of mm-hmm. see this old colonial guy here and you got a little bit of uh Check this out—the old fireplaces, and all that kind of stuff. And my mother has uh, lived here for forty-seven, forty-eight years, and she just uh, the house just went under contract. So um, we're trying to figure out what the next move for her is, and, and uh, so we're gonna go drive and take a look at some some apartments for her and put her in a position to do that.
0: That's so cool. Hey, uh, wait, Juan,
2: great. are you gonna be on the East Coast
1: so for a couple weeks?
2: No, I'll be back. Uh, Probably
0: Thursday. I was going to invite you to, you know, if you wanted to come down into yeah. sunny Florida. He wouldn't go. He wouldn't <laughs> go. Juan, it's a pleasure catching up, man. I love that you're back in your, in your house there. My mother still lives in the house. I grew up in 48 years. She's had the house. And you go back and look at it, I'm sure a lot of memories. Uh, it's a new chapter to move on from that. I'm sure it's not the easiest thing in the world. Uh, good luck to you and your family. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Juan Padre. We love you, man. Uh, safe travels and welcome, but we'll see you soon. You got it. Talk to you later. Bye okay. Bye. Thanks, Mark. Juan Padro. What a show.